At lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast where if we get delisted, we will issue out a 8,000 word essay of why we should be re-enlisted. <laughs> and my name's Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. Yeah, I think the patch notes would be pretty extensive uh, when, when, <laughs> when, when talking about getting the existentialist cucumber relisted. Um, yeah, you're referring to the Cyberpunk 1.2 patch notes, which we'll talk about later on in the video game segment because uh, uh, it's quite it's quite hilarious. Um, but uh, Curtis, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well, Larry. How are you? Uh, I'm all right, you know. I, I but lately I feel that every with all the news around, I I I, I feel like some, something's being foisted upon me. Oh, really? Foist? Isn't that the name of uh? Isn't that the name of a famous Canadian singer? No, that's Feist. That's Le- Leslie, Leslie Feist. Feist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's Feist. No, this is uh, to force another to accept, especially by stealth or deceit. Um, or to introduce without warrant, right? So, um, speaking of which, uh, which is April Fool's Day, which uh, tomorrow uh, we're recording on the 31st today, um, where all the big brands always do some kind of weird joke, right? Every year, the what the Rogers Center always puts out a press release saying that they're going to rename Back to the Sky Dome, right? Isn't that one of the more famous trung? the Toronto ones that we see every year. Yeah. Yeah. We, there's that one I've seen, um, sort of Nintendo release like that, like, uh, every game is coming to the switch, you know, and people are like, Oh, finally call of duty on the switch. And then, you know, Oh yeah. It's April 1st. Yeah. But one early April fool's joke, uh, that unfortunately went wrong for them. And it, they kept spiraling out of control is one brand that, I guess it was last year or was it two years ago? They had um, issues with their uh, diesel gate, right? Like they had the, this is, this is Volkswagen, the car dealer that um, issued out, I guess, uh, my, was it, was it gas mileage consumption uh, for their cars? And it was like horribly wrong. Yeah. Uh, so, they issued out a press release saying that they were going to rename their uh, company to Volkswagen, um, V O L T S wagon to, I guess, introduce their new electric car. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they, whoever was the smart guy, like what they leaked it, what three days ago? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Three days in advance of April fool's day. Um, yeah, I guess, or yeah, three days, the twenty eighth. So yeah, three days ago. And there's, there's like it looked, it looked real, right? Obviously, like any of these, and it, and they posted it onto their website next to legitimate stories. Um, but the problem here is that uh, I guess they didn't fess up right away, and the the fact that they left it up so long, I guess the Volkswagen stock started to rise as a result. Now, as a direct result, so now the SEC is investigating whether or not um they are worthy of a fine or 
but any case it's just turned into like a bad bad pr um move all of a sudden yeah it's kind of a dumb april fool's joke to begin with and now oh yeah and now and now and now they could uh (laughs) they could get fined for like inadvertently manipulating the market and these guys aren't the only ones that are having a bad press day i think this this has been having a bad press week, I guess, is uh, the vaccine AstraZeneca. Yeah, well, I guess uh, um, they're on pause um, in Canada while for for uh, people under 55, I think. Yeah. Uh, while they while they determine, um, you know, whether or not it's safe, I guess. I think it's one of those things that's done uh, as is the, the buzz phrase for for these times out of an abundance of caution but um yeah it doesn't uh i mean that that vaccine has kind of had its had its issues hasn't it it well the thing is i i I think most of it was just either scientists not explaining to the press exactly their stance on it because scientists won't scientists are scientists right they they want to see evidence they want to see the data so when AstraZeneca first came out, because it was also the one that had the lowest efficacy rate, right? Generally right, speaking. Yeah. yeah. But instead of saying instead of saying, oh, the efficacy rate may be 60, meaning you would potentially catch it, but they all but they failed to tell people, oh, by the way, it has a hundred percent keeping people out of the hospital. So you might catch it and it just might feel like a cold. But mm-hmm it wouldn't be debilitating. So problem number one, at least in my eyes, that was problem number one. The whole blood clotting thing also seems like a weird thing because it's not like drugs in general don't have side effects. And those side effects are, you know, the list is huge for some of the things that people take and they don't read or ignore. I I remember a buddy of mine uh, in high school, he was on some type of acne medicine and one of them one of the one of the side effects was anal bleeding <laughs> and that was the one he pointed out to me i said are you sure you want to take this and he goes oh, it's working <laughs> um but you know the, the 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 common story now is obviously like even uh women's uh like like the pill causes the same type of blood blood clotting effect but you know i don't know yeah. Because it only affects women. No, we we don't we don't care. I guess, but I don't know. I, I think the blood clotting thing, like considering the amount of people that actually got it, and they weren't even sure if it was actually caused directly by the vaccine. It's not like you know, it, it wasn't even like five percent of people who got it. It was like a really small number for considering how many people in the UK. Because that's the primary one that they're giving everyone in the UK, right? And we're talking mm-hmm. three. Wasn't it? Was it like three million people in the UK that have? AstraZeneca? I think so, yeah. Like it's a huge number. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean I, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a low enough number that, you know, you could think maybe they're getting blood clots for other reasons. Yeah, or or even other side effects. Like listen, I I went to Kenya about oh, 13, 14 years ago, and the amount of drugs I had to take going going there <laughs> Yeah, like I I took the, one of the, the it was out of all the shots I took I think the nastiest was for yellow fever, 
Yeah. Um, the amount of warnings that they had in the um, in the office where they gave it to me, the amount of times they asked me if I was allergic to eggs and all the papers I had to sign, I was like, man, do I really want this shot? And out of all the vaccines I've ever had in my entire life, like that was like the worst shot ever. It was like, okay, it hurt going in. About two hours later, it felt like someone hit me in the arm with a two by four. Mm, yeah, yeah. But hey, better than getting yellow fever. Yeah, yeah. I uh, when we went to uh, Peru, I managed to avoid that one. Um, if you're not, if you're not sort of like uh, visiting the le- the sort of like Lake Titicaca area, you mm. can, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I still had to get the twin ricks, like the right, right, right. Yeah, that's know. that's the hep, right? Yeah. Which was no problem, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I'll I'll take that. Uh, you know, it was expensive and it was a pain because again, you had to you had to get multiple shots before you were fully immunized. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'll do that ten times out of ten rather than get you know Hep C or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's all of them, right? The the twin rex, I think it's all the, the three. full the full suite of uh Oh yeah. The the the, tri- the triple the triple <laughs> crown of the heps. <laughs> um but you know, if if my turn comes and AstraZeneca is available, like give it to me. Yeah. It, because I guess people again, I, I wish they would just kind of dumb down the explanation of how vaccines work to people. Cuz I think I think if you're given the opportunity to understand how it works and it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Like even the, the, um, the, the time between shots, which seems to be also quite controversial, not that I'm, you know, saying, oh, four months is enough, but basically if you're, if your cells don't catch on by the second shot, fine, give me a third shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but if you want to, but if you do end up, you know getting immunity on the first shot then hey you're good right the second one is just oh your body going oh you again okay no big deal um so maybe we should just offer more donuts right offer more donuts to get the astrazeneca yeah well what would be the canadian one maybe the canadian would be offering a a a canadian or blue (laughs) with your with your shot I don't know. In hipster neighborhoods, you might have to, you might have oh, to like Paps, offer like Paps. some microbrewed. Oh, I, I was thinking of the Paps Blue. Oh, Paps. Isn't that, yeah, yeah. Isn't that the trend? Yeah, uh, that's that, that's the ironic hipsters. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll go for the where Paps. where where it's it's un, unexplicitly expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of the the liquor store, uh, the Rocks Tequila is now available in the LCBO. Oh, really? So I, I think we need to run out and try to get one, Curtis, and, and, and see what it's all about. See what the rock is cooking from a tequila standpoint. It's funny because uh, I think when when you when you sort of like get to a certain age and you have like, you know, a house for a certain amount of time, you accrue booze. Mm-hmm. And I've got, I think, two full full bottles of tequila. Um, that I will never drink. Uh, <laughs> but is it like the expensive kind, or are we talking about the stuff you shoot in the market in Ottawa for two dollars? <laughs> uh, what is a bottle of uh, like silver Patron? So I think that's like oh, okay, pretty decent. 
Uh, and then I think the other one might be a byword market, sort of like, you know. Get your free shot from Tequila yeah. Sheila. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but neither of them will be consumed by, I just don't really care for tequila. But uh, yeah. But, but uh, you know, I almost want to get the Rocks tequila at this point just to have it. And it can just oh. live with my other tequilas in my, in my cabinet. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cut out like a little belt for it, and just kind of wrap it around. No, no, I, I'm I'm gonna see if I can. Uh, maybe not this weekend because it sounds like we're gonna get locked down, and I don't really feel like going into a liquor store. Though it's considered essential, so they won't be closed. They they've never been closed. That's right, never they've been closed. Never so maybe closed. I will. Maybe I'll go see if I can find it. No, but uh, like you said, in my older age, I I started getting into uh, uh, bourbons. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, and and just kind of odd whiskeys and stuff because obviously, like it's it's that whole family of whiskey, right? One if it's if it's corn, it's bourbon. Um, but I bought the one that um, that uh, Drake part par- uh, partially owns, mm-hmm. and it comes. I, I only got it because it has this stylistically '60s looking bottle to it, like it's it's kind of hexagonal, like it's 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 like a it's like a giant, um, uh, almost like a giant play piece that doesn't look like a bottle. It looks like something that kind of fits into a, a wall in, or in a video game puzzle that opens up the door or something. Like it's, it's. Uh, What's that one called? Um, I will have to get the name for you in a second. I'll have to look it up. I don't. I don't want to waste our time, but uh, <laughs> but we'll we'll come back to it. But. Uh, uh last episode we didn't get to talk about this um or well, speaking about drake um was the nba trade deadline you and i kind of usually talk about stuff going on in the nba and we just we just had a pack show last time um but uh trade deadline came and went last week um uh, to to i guess to a lot of fans you know uh they were happy that Lowry did not go, so he's still with the team. But Norm Powell got traded out to Portland, mm-hmm. um, along with some other moves that that we got. But but uh, uh, Curtis, what's uh, what's your read on the trade so far? Um, well, it was kind of weird because the Raptors were neither sort of buyers nor sellers. Almost it seemed like like I think they wanted to be sellers, but. They didn't trade Lowry, and I think, you know, there, and and there are a lot of people who are happy that he didn't get traded because you know you grow, you know, you get invested in the team, you grow attached to to a guy like Lowry, uh, and then there's you know some who said that he should have been traded because, you know, this team isn't really going anywhere right now, and uh, he m- may not be back next year. You know, he'll be a free agent, um, and. I think it just came down to other teams sort of uh coming to the coming to the conclusion that it was a uh, that it was a buyer's market mm-hmm. and that they could lowball the Raptors for uh for for Lowry's services and uh I guess I guess like Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster were like you know if we're going to trade them we're going to get we're you know we want to get good value for him. We're not desperate to trade him. Apparently, like you know, he was involved in the in 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 sort of like the decision making process. Lowry was, 
and they determined that he was fine. Uh, he felt fine finishing the season in Toronto. Like he wasn't desperate to be traded. And, uh, and so like, you know, yes, they, you know, they didn't address really any of their issues. Their biggest issue is that center right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, even in the Norm Powell trade, they got a decent return for him. Uh, but they got they got like Gary Trent Jr. and uh, Rodney Hood, who are both sort of shooting guard, or they could play wing, like those kind of guys. Not you know sort of like front court rim protectors that that you know that uh, Toronto desperately needs right now. But you know I, I I agree that I don't think that you should be trading Lowry for pennies on the on the dollar because you know if you get if you get like a couple of guys that you don't even really want just to get anything. Mm -hmm. for for lowry and then you know like i guess like if they had to trade him to miami they would have got like duncan robinson who's like fine he can shoot threes but he's not that exciting nobody really wants to watch it watch him in toronto and then like going forward there's no enthusiasm for for that uh you know for that piece like what's the point might as well just if 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 you know if it's going to be a lost season might as well at least get the entertainment of watching kyle lowry take charges and you know, do his thing out on the court. I, if you're a Toronto fan, I, I would think. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. He, he puts butts in the virtual seats, I guess now. Um, he's going to go down in history as the greatest Raptor that ever played. So his legacy is cemented here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I got the sense just kind of following the story as, 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 as much as I do that, you're, you're right. I don't think they offered a good enough deal for them to kind of bite in, you know, and that's fine. And Norm was probably their number one trade bait because he was playing so well leading into the trade deadline. And yeah. like, I just kind of went, Oh, he's so trade bait right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. his his contract was ending. He would have went free agent. I assume the Raptors were not interested in paying what like paying another Fred salary is, is that the sense you got why they didn't keep him? Yeah, I think so. I think he was going to, he was going to command, um, if not a, uh, if not a max salary, then close to a max salary. And I just don't think that, that the Raptors wanted to pay, uh, pay that. Not that he's not worth it, but you're right. They've already tied up that money, uh, in Fred from the last, uh, uh, free agency period. And I guess they just want some flexibility to do to do other stuff. And like, you know, Norm Powell, as he he, he was having a great season, he was he was scoring in bunches. You know, he he uh, he was he was uh, efficient, offensively efficient. But he's not what they need right now. Mm-hmm. They really really need rebound. They, they need surge back. That's what they need. Oh my god, they so need surge back. If they if they weren't so sort of set on keeping their options open for this upcoming free agency period, mostly because they thought they had a shot to get Giannis Atenacumpo, they would have yeah. kept Surge and they'd probably be in like, you know, fourth or third place in the East right now. Is there anyone in the 905 that they could call up at this point or not really? Mm, I don't know. I don't really don't know what their, I mean, their, I think their season's done. I don't mm. really know what they have in the way of big front court guys. Um, I mean, they could, I guess they could, they, they I mean, they did clear out a couple of uh, other roster spaces uh, because they traded uh, Matt Thomas and uh, Terrence Davis for second round picks, which I thought was, 
actually pretty astute because those guys weren't really helping. Um, and I think getting getting uh, any assets for them was uh, was a, was quite a good move. Uh, and I think they did that because they were clearing the decks, thinking that maybe they do trade Lowry and get like three players in return. So they wanted the space and then that ended up not happening. But uh, but it was kind of weird to see them sort of straddle this line between, you know, sort of trading assets and preparing for the future and 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 not you know Mm. well they're not doing too hot right now uh they'll probably i guess they just end up tanking the season but there's still a lot of games to be played right there's a lot of games to be played they're not that far out of it still despite the fact they've won like i think one in their last 12 games or something like that Mm -hmm. uh and uh and and there and and because of the way the season is there's play in games so you can finish i think you can finish 10th uh okay. and get into a play in game so so like i mean they 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 did it before this this season already they could win six or seven in a row and be right back in it but mm. i mean they've this month alone they've lost three games to detroit who's the second worst team in the eastern conference like they just don't seem to be engaged. They really got killed by that COVID outbreak that was on the on the team. And, and don't they have one? They're experiencing one now. Yeah, it's a much lesser one, but yes, they are. They do have a couple of guys who are sort of out uh, due to the league's protocol. So, but it's it just goes to show, like you know, th- this COVID can really. Uh, you know, I think that I think that there's the um, belief that if you're an athlete and you get it, you're going to have mild symptoms and then you're going to be fine. Uh, uh, Fred Van Vliet said that he felt like he got knocked for a loop by it. Mm. And they haven't been the same since 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 those guys have come back. You know, they've kind of played played well, but something just seems off. And it was the same with the 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 Buffalo Sabres in the NHL. They got hit pretty early in the NHL season with a big uh, uh, COVID wave that went right through their locker room. They missed like two weeks of games, and then they just never could get it back after that. I think they're on like they were on like a massive losing streak, like fifteen games or something like that. So you know, it can it can it can really uh, affect a team like like. A couple of guys apparently on the Sabres were battling it pretty hard. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think there's been instances of COVID kind of going through a, a sports team and then they just don't perform after that. And it might not, it may not be just because the guys are still feeling sick, but I think it just like kind of wipes you out to the point where like you're coming back and your team is is out of sync and you just can't get you know, the season's like well underway and you just can't get that back. Well, it's, it is a respiratory disorder. So who knows? Like you, you might feel fine and your muscles are fine, but you don't know what's happening in your lungs at a very molecular, molecular level, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it could have just shot you way back to, okay, you were in season shape. Oh yeah. By the way, you're now preseason shape. Like it, it could do something just like yeah. that to you. No problem. Yeah, and that's enough, and that's enough to just really 
sort of like undo months of work, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Yep. No, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, so now the question is, you know, let's fast forward to the end of the season. So Lowry is free agent. Do you think anyone's going to pay? I, I guess he would be demanding like what? 25 mil a season. Probably something like, yeah, he'd be, he'd be, he, he would really not be taking a pay cut. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think so. And he's just turned 35. So, you know, you're kind oh, of, it's, it's a tough spot to be in. Like where, where's he going to go? Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough spot to be in. He's still, he's still kind of at the top of his game. Like it's different from like Mark Gasol mm -hmm. who, you know, this year has been very underwhelming in, uh, Los Angeles with the Lakers, um, who's of, of the same age, maybe a year older than Lowry. Um, I think it's just because like Lowry's tough. Uh, not that Gasol's not, but Lowry, like, you know, he's he's like a he's like a tough ass point guard and just like seems it seems like he's got like two or three really good years left in him. Um, I I think that it's possible the Raptors, especially now that Giannis is off the table, the Raptors mm -hmm. might. The Raptors might end up resigning him or they might sign him and then and then trade him so that they don't lose him for nothing. Like there's they, they have options. Yeah, yeah. And I don't and I don't think and I think that, you know, the Raptors brain trust being what it is, I think they you know, they they've considered the angles. So, mm. you know, I don't think that, you know, they were I don't think they were caught by surprise, you know, at the trade deadline with like. Oh, there's no good offers. Oh, what are we gonna do? I think they, <laughs> if no, they've thought this through. There's always a plan B, right? Always yeah. a plan B. Um, okay, so getting back to uh, Drake. So I I, um, I put on our call sheet the Drake whiskey. So it's called uh, Virginia Black. So ha have a look at the bottle, Curtis. Like just to right. just so you can see the aesthetic. And you'll see what I mean. Virginia Black. Oh, there it is. is it's not. Me? It's not. It's not bad. Um, it, it's it's no Blantons, um, but it's it's different. Like the the uh, the only with uh, bourbon I've had recently is uh, Maker's Mark, hmm. uh, which is oh wow yeah I see exactly what you mean by the like this looks like when I would raid my parents liquor liquor cabinet <laughs> when I was like sixteen, <laughs> right? So, so we're talking like thirty or, years or, ago. Or if you're a Bond supervillain and yeah. you're offering Bond a drink. Yeah, like Blofeld totally had this bottle of liquor cabinet. <laughs> so that's crazy. Um, I know. Well, I, that, I like it. I like yeah, that, that's, that's, that a lot. I, I figured, well, Curtis, as you were saying, if you're going to have a bottle of booze kind of like lingering in your house for like decades, why not have something like that? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a conversational piece. Yeah. Um, I also put a link to the rocks tequila so you can have a look. So for $50, you can get a uh, Terramana Blanco. And I think there's a, um, there's another variant of it. Um, that's non-Blanco. So I guess the, the, the yellowish tinge that you can get to it. Uh, but for 50 bucks, you can get the much anticipated arrival of global superstar, which yeah, I guess, yeah, for sure. Of Dwayne oh, yeah. the Rock Johnson behind the exciting spirit. Expect star-studded notes of citrus, agave, vanilla, and earth. It's medium-bodied, warm, lengthy finish, matched with a pulled pork tacos or neat after dinner. So definitely not something you'd end up shooting, like this is your sipping tequila, or don't be putting this into your margarita with a bunch of ice and a bunch of sugary drinks yeah. as a chaser. Yeah. 
But I'll, I'll give it a try. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll definitely give it a try. Yeah, I don't know. I, tequila and I don't really get along. Even good tequila and I don't really get along. Hmm. Okay. Well, maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll 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 give you a review after we try. Oh, yeah. But, but, but yeah. <laughs> okay. On to the headlines. Um. Unfortunately, Toronto is going probably going to be announced that we're going under back into a lockdown, which I don't really understand how much we are already in a lockdown. So I I guess that just means no restaurant dining whatsoever. Not that there was any indoor now, so it's like outdoor patio only. Um non-essential stores will no longer be able to have uh patrons come in so i can't can't walk into a best buy and <laughs> browse the uh the, the whatever um or even go to a bookstore get back to online shopping but uh, but this headline is about uh the world famous comic-con so Comic-Con releases statement defending Thanksgiving weekend date for in-person convention. So they were actually going to hold Comic-Con Thanksgiving weekend in the States. So that would have been in November. Um, but they want to basically open the convention back up. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Curtis? Good idea or bad idea? Well, I mean, like, I think it's a bad idea. But, but, the, but the thing is, like, I'm... Thinking it's a bad idea from my sort of, uh, you know, from my experiences, which are in Canada and like, you know, and, and, and of course our Thanksgiving is about a month earlier or whatever, but, uh, I mean, do I, it's, is this, this is the San Diego Comic-Con. This is like yep. the, the big one. Yep. So yep. The big one, like, the big like, one. Do, do I think that they could be at the point where they're, they're sort of vaccinated enough that they could pull this off by November? possibly um the one thing that i thought was interesting in the article though that 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 i wouldn't have thought of was was not not that people you know might not be vaccinated or stuff like that but it's that um there are people who who might have to work that convention they're saying thanksgiving in the u.s that might be the first holiday in the u.s where people are vaccinated enough that you can like safely have a proper family sort of get together. And it's the big one. Like, and it's the big to Americans. It's a huge, it's a huge holiday. Yeah. Right? It's the one where people get killed at Walmart afterwards. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a big deal. And, and so, so like they're finally able to do it and then they've got to work this convention and cater to insufferable nerds, you know, yeah. like the first opportunity that they have, and then they've got to work this convention. Like it just, I don't know. I, I do I I I do feel for the uh, for the possible uh, sort of convention center employee that kind of has to has to swallow that pill. And I didn't even think of uh, Black Friday as you mentioned that that you you have Comic Con, which is could be huge crowds, but yeah, Black Friday, Walmart, yeah. like the the pictures of the zombies pushing against the door and trying yeah. to get in and yeah. Yeah, for a um, for a, for a ten dollars slow cooker, they'll never use exactly. Um, but this this goes brings me to think about um, our own uh, sci-fi comic book anime geekdom convention here in Toronto, a fan expo. They have actually started pre-selling August tickets, and I was just like, "Are you sure, guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the fall, maybe a fall in a 
really, really scaled down version, but that's even pushing it. Yeah, I would say uh, it to me, it would seem highly unlikely they'll be able to do do that in August. But even if you were vaccinated, would you still feel comfortable, Curtis? Because you and I were talking off air about, you know, all of us are going to have some form of PTSD <laughs> after all this is said and done. And I'm thinking mine would be like being around that level of crowds. It never bothered me before. Like in my years of going to Fan Expo, I know that around two o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday, which is arguably one of the quieter days, you are with the human salmon. Like you don't have free will of where you're going. Like you're just kind of being mm. moved around where 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 the human salmon's being pushed. So if you're heading towards, I don't know, the the woman that's selling these little knickknacks from uh, Game of Thrones, <laughs> like Game of Thrones or Game of Thrones fan fiction. I remember, I remember one time I I was I was I was I was there. I can't remember if I was in like the North Building or the South Building or what. I can't believe they used to just have that in one of the buildings, like before they took the whole convention set over. But I was, I was standing and then I had to keep moving because George Takai had to get from where he was to, I guess his booth. And there was the only way he could get there is if me and a couple of other people just had moved in that direction. Like if I had to stop, it would like 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 me being compliant and and moving where the security guy with who was with Takai was telling me to go was the only thing that was going to get him to his booth on time. That's how packed it was in there. Oh my! How's how's that impression? <laughs> it was pretty good. He was you know very, he was very nice about it. Uh, his security guard was a bit of a you know he was he was like puffing up his chest a little bit. Let's move, people, but. Uh, but Mr. Takai was uh, was 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 uh, quite apologetic about the, uh, you know, having to having to move you know, people out of the way for 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 like several several hundred meters. <laughs> um, you, you know what? Out of everyone I've seen, and I, I uh, well, maybe I haven't seen like Hamill. I hear he's quite good, but George is so good at these conventions. I think I've seen him twice now i think i've actually seen him in fan expo and i've seen him at a star trek convention and it's funny he he caters to the crowd he has he has a set like he he goes on stage and he doesn't freewheel it he goes into a story about how star trek has done this and that for his life and it could be the complete one of the times I saw him, it was like a complete inane story about how he was um, given leniency at customs because they mm -hmm. recognized who he was. And it was just this long story about just the fact that the customs guy knew who he was and brought him into this room and, you know, whatever, and wanted to talk to him and all that other stuff. But he works the crowd. He he doesn't he didn't take any questions um, from the crowd but he's just very entertaining and he knows how to like, he he's almost like a wrestler cutting a promo. Just, you know, I I've got you in my hand and I'm just going to take you over here and then I'll take you over here. Um, but he, he's great at these conventions, like just so polished. I guess that's probably the best thing versus some people just kind of go and, Oh, look at this crowd. And they're just kind of winging it. Like yeah. He has a prepared speech in his mind. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, 
Well, he, he doesn't want to waste your time. I mean, you know, like you've got to line up so long to get to these guys. Like if you buy, so so if you buy your, your pass to see, you know, to, to, to get to like the George Takai merch table or whatever, there's no, and I found this out when I was accompanying uh, our mutual friend, Aaron's uh, nephew. I, 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 I uh, took him around uh, Fan Expo once and he had uh, a ticket to see Stan Lee and we left. I don't know, like I want to say like 90 minutes before the, the, the thing and the lineup was already so huge. He never got to see him like, you know, they just said, well, if you're at this point, you're never going to get to see him. There's too many people. It's like they mm. oversold Stanley, I guess. Oh, yeah. You know, and, 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 uh, and the thing is, if you if how many years ago was this? Uh, this was probably like five years ago. OK, so say. so he was still pretty old by then. At that point, yeah, yeah. Time stands stands like I'm tired. I'm out of here. Like, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's. Yeah, he yeah. was. Uh, yeah, he 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 was uh, he was pretty old. But like, you know, like like if you're if you're putting up the extra money and then having to having to wait, so that cuts in your time, like hanging out at the uh, at, at at the exposition, right? You got to wait in mm-hmm. line forever to get to the, to get to the to the merch table. You know, like the the guy. You know, if you're a professional, like obviously George Takai is. You better be you better be prepared. So for for your on stage segment, you better be prepared, and for your merch table segment, you better be ready. Yep. Reminds me of uh, that episode of The Simpsons where um, Lisa's in the recording booth doing uh, voiceovers for st- uh, the, the 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 Lisa Lionheart. Oh yeah, all and then and Krusty barges in, says his like three or four lines. Yeah. Learn from a professional kid. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy hadn't even put the, uh, put, 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 put the, the real one. Okay. What do you call it? Calls him point. Okay. Point Dexters. Let's get this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go to our next story. Cause uh, so we, we spent quite a bit of time at the convention, but you know, Hey, we always do spend too much time at the convention. Um, <laughs> so Toronto, another Toronto story. Uh, a beaver was spotted at Royal York station this morning. <laughs> Uh, the rodent was safely removed by animal control. So it, it, they just, it just kind of waddled in, right? Like it, it doesn't sound like he, the beaver just kind of like came out from the underground or whatever, but it's just, I guess it, it was during that when we had that heavy rainstorm, right? Yeah, it was during the heavy rainstorm. I guess the, the, there's, I guess around Royal York, there's like a marshy area. So mm-hmm. I guess yeah, the, yeah, it's part of Etobicoke Creek, I guess. That's, yeah, yeah. Like, so I guess like the 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 beaver got disoriented and he ended up in, in the subway station. They nicknamed him Nickel, which is adorable. Nickel the beaver. Uh, well, maybe maybe they could really TTC could use his help because the beavers are the engineers of the animal world. So maybe they could mm-hmm. help ask them for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But I just I just wanted to kind of gauge your opinion on. Whether this is like maybe one of the most Canadian stories you've heard in some time, uh, I I think so. It'd be it'd be even funnier. Well, not funnier because we wouldn't want we wouldn't want the poor animal to be sick or anything. Like the beaver chewing on like a uh, roll up to rim Tim Hortons <laughs> cup or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now it's it's no IKEA uh, no IKEA monkey. Like yeah. the beaver was obviously not a pet. It wasn't dressed in a shearling coat or a or a mini Leafs jersey. No, the 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 IKEA monkey. It's gonna take a lot to be able to top that, as far as like uh, Toronto top, animal stories. Top top that level of crazy. Yeah, but this is pretty good. I think I think if it had a, if there had been a moose as well, 
That would have been that would have been like the best, the quintessentially Canadian. Oh yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, so uh, one other. Uh, oh well, before we go on to the story, you you brought this one up. Um, to our 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 to our foodie friends out there. Uh, Peeps is collaborating with Pepsi to release a limited edition marshmallow flavored soda. I think I just threw it in my mouth there, Chris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a terrible idea. I think <laughs> like it's a terrible idea. No, but like Pepsi, Pepsi is I don't know. I've never understood the need for all this like experimentation with Pepsi, like. Pepsi is Pepsi. Like, couldn't you just release like a like? Couldn't you? Couldn't PepsiCo just release a Peeps soda? Like, why does it have to be Peeps Pepsi? Well, I think I think part of it is just they're trying to get more and more market share. Because honestly, I, I when was it, I couldn't even tell you when the last time I actually had a Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been been a long, long time for me. And it's it, it unlike coke it's not ubiquitous like people use the term coke for cola it doesn't mm-hmm. matter right so i think pepsi's always had that problem and they always will um there was this uh, part of the article they said that um uh, i think peeps has always been the one engaging in in the you know the collab right is that what the kids call it the pepsi mm-hmm. x peeps so Peeps has had a long track record of working with other companies. Previous collaborations include, okay, try not to throw up in your mouth again here, Curtis. I know I will. Uh, includes brands like Crocs. Ugh. So a non-food brand? Sure. International Delight, Oreo, and Kellogg's. Out of Who's... all of those, like Oreo I could see, right? So like, like an Oreo, Oreo marshmallow my... filling? Yeah. like yeah. I mean, peeps, peeps are are terrible, uh, like the, on their own. Like actual peeps, they're like like that really sort of like very very sugary, almost marzipan esque marshmallow treat. Um, but I can see it. It's not an Oreo I would enjoy, but like it kind of makes sense. So I'm I'm. Th- this is what part of the article I wanted to to to, to reach here is what peeps flavored Pepsi tastes like. Okay tastes like so in this review uh kyler alvor describes the limited edition peepsy as sweeter than standard cola but less sweet than you might expect from a dessert flavored soda he added if it didn't taste sweeter than normal pepsi it wouldn't taste like peeps which is basically pure sugar considering the mission at hand pepsi's food scientist did a great job embodying peeps without overdoing it how does that describe what it tastes like it doesn't it just basically (laughs) says it's sweet which you would expect anyway right so you know what this is i'm gonna i I, you know how how we have a knack of bringing star wars in peeps flavored pepsi is the qui-gon gin of colas the qui-gon gin the qui-gon gin of colas and i will explain this with a test on you curtis I want you to describe Han Solo without um, stating his occupation. Um, 
Yeah, without stating his occupation, describe to me Han Solo. Uh, Han Solo is a very charming, uh, charismatic, uh, you know, somewhat unprincipled guy who um, is good with the ladies and, uh, you know, doesn't really uh, put much faith in the Force. Okay. Now... You did a great description, right? He's he he's charming. You said he's kind of well. Did you say he's a scoundrel? Like a, I said, he was somewhat unprincipled. Yeah, he's a scoundrel. Yeah. yeah so scoundrel. so you know, you described him quite well. Someone understand it. Now I want you to do the same test with Qui Gon Jinn. He is a guy. <laughs> And that's why Qui-Gon Jinn is the Peeps of Peeps Pepsi, uh, Cola of Peeps Pepsi. Yeah. So we'll have to do that again with more characters because I bet, I bet you, other than Obi-Wan Kenobi, because we know Obi-Wan Kenobi, we try to do that same game with New Hope characters versus prequel characters. And I bet you, you will still have that problem. Oh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> You know, I, I gotta ask you though, Larry, before we before we move on, is Peeps flavored Pepsi a, a dumber idea than Invisible Pepsi? Oh yeah, that's right. They had it Invisible Pepsi, didn't they? Um, well, you're you're talking about something that's sweeter than a standard cola, but not as sweet, versus something that lacks flavor, right? <laughs> like, isn't Pepsi Invisible? Wasn't Pepsi Invisible just club soda? I don't think I've ever had it. Tell you the truth, I think I think I did, and I don't remember at all what it tasted like. It was, or was it just Pepsi Diet Pepsi without the food coloring? Pretty much, I think. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what I love, though. It's yeah, you're right. It's sweeter than a standard cola, but and this is the line that got me: less sweet than you might expect from a dessert flavored soda. Like, is there like a Black Forest cake soda I'm not aware of, or a? Oh, I wish. Come on. Flavored sodas. Oh, I, I think we can go on a little tangent here. I'm thinking Black Forest would be good. How about Butter Tart Cola? Butter Tart Cola? Pecan Pie? Yeah, I don't, I don't know many. I mean, I guess they exist. I keep forgetting, too, that we're not in the States, that where where stupid stuff like this is, oh. is everywhere, right? You know what? I, part of going to the States usually florida because we go to disney world quite a bit um i love going into target and going through the junk food aisle just to see the absurd things that they have uh mostly uh what in the form of oreos <laughs> um just just the different flavors that they're thinking about and it's just there was just some crazy ones we'll have to do an episode where i i i I did take some photos of some of the more absurd ones, but let's let's continue with the show. We got one more headline, uh, which we are now now that it's become a regular segment. We're gonna call it the well. We'll see how it sticks. The uh, Guinness Genius. So another Guinness record. Idaho man sets up chessboard in thirty seconds for Guinness record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I guess that's impressive. I didn't think chessboards were all that hard to set up 
Oh, Curtis, this is the same guy. Oh, this is our stem it's the same buddy. guy, right? Yeah, yeah. The same Idaho guy as Idaho. The- you know, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> he was the. What was his other record? It was the the the. He was the throwing... one that was that was the blindfolded tossing the dice at he, the, the other dice. guy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this guy. How many records? It says that he has like like a hundred and thirty records or something like that. Or like he's got this insane amount. Like he just chooses ones like this. That I guess, yeah. Like so he so to make it interesting he this record for 30 30.31 seconds you have to do it with one hand so maybe that's maybe a bit more impressive mm-hmm. yeah uh, i guess so any case enough of the headlines we'll throw them <laughs> out the window for now we'll 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 revisit our guinness genius next time hopefully someone will be uh <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I can't even think of some of these. Usually when we kind of, when I start researching for the show, I, I, first I read the headline and I have to shake myself going, really? Someone actually thought of that? I don't think I can even think of that. Maybe yeah. even quite, maybe, maybe we can find the Qui-Gon Jinn of Guinness Book of World Records. Something that's just <laughs> indescribably stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Liam Neeson, but sorry. Just sorry, not sorry, but Qui-Gon Jinn. What a, what a waste of a character. Yeah. He really didn't think, need to be there. I, I, yeah, I think I think I found one descriptive word, but it's not a care. Well, I guess it would be a characteristic description. I, I, I tried it on myself uh, before the show, thinking I would segue into this one day, and the only thing I could think of was stoic. Yeah, he's stoic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's kind of uh, yeah bland, bland and stoic. Uh, yeah but but the funny thing is you you try that with another jedi try it with the new hope obi-wan kenobi uh uh wise uh avuncular um uh uh calm um powerful uh He's a he's a mentor. He's a, he's a mentor. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a mentor. He's a hermit. You know, you know like I said, just you know, describe him without calling him a Jedi. <laughs> and you can, but you can't do it with Qui Gon. No, right? I mean, okay, Qui Gon is a mentor, I guess, to uh, to Obi Wan, but like... not really. He's kind of a jackass to Obi Wan, right? <laughs> like he kept saying he he. It, it reminded me of the relationship that uh, Picard has with Worf. So Worf will have a suggestion. He goes, noted, but I'm not listening to you. <laughs> and you should be doing this. And he was so blinded by Anakin, right? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't he split? He's not that wise. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. He's not that wise. So, okay. Uh, on to video games. We haven't been talking about video games in a while. We talked about off the top um, the super long <laughs> reason why we would ever... Uh, try to get ourselves relisted if we ever get delisted so this is a direct um uh we're looking at you cyberpunk 1.2 patch so this patch was supposed to be the second of two promised to help fix things and make things right um you know that this was like maybe not a last ditch effort but this was definitely a huge effort for them to get this game relisted back into sony's uh store so uh i had sent this 
uh, article two. So this is the patch notes for Cyberpunk 1.2. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I sent it to you thinking, oh, I want to see Curtis's response when he's scro- scrolling and he's still scrolling and, <laughs> and still scroll Because I looked at it and I was just like, oh, look, great, patch notes. Oh, my God. Yeah, this. this- I started to get a thumb cramp. Oh, it's crazy! It is, it is, it is crazy how 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 many notes there are here. Like this is, this is longer than you know most essays that I had to write in. Uh, so I did, I did do a word count. It is, it is over eight thousand words. <laughs> yeah, that's a university essay. Yep. Uh, so what what's also insane is the fact. You know, I I knew the game had issues, but this just tells me the game was so broken. When you have this many, yeah, like looking at this list, it I uh, you and I were going, oh, we should read it and try to pick out some of our favorites. It was like I'm going to need another week to read through this. <laughs> but um, I, no no point in in um, uh, making fun of Cyberpunk more than we have over because I still want to play the game. Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. you know, inside I'm I still want to play it, but. Uh, Curtis, you picked out a few of your favorite fixes. Uh, maybe you want to share it with us. Well, one that I really, the first one that, that caught my eye because like a lot of them seem to be like fairly standard. It starts off fairly standard patch notes, like, you know, sort of fish fixes, like uh progression blocks, things like that. But then there's, there's one fixed an issue where dumping a body in the trunk started the vehicle's engine. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh there's a, there's a, there's another one here another there's a lot of vehicle ch- and we've talked before about how the driving um mechanics were terrible in the game it seems that there's a ton of work that's gone to that but there's another uh another correlated one fix an issue where pedestrians could get teleported after being hit by a vehicle uh in that same vein with a lot of vehicle fixes this one is also my favorite uh fix an issue where V could get stuck in an empty building when exiting the vehicle parked too close to a wall. <laughs> so it basically it would clip him and he'd be trapped outside the playable area, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, uh, that, there was all kinds of yeah, there's all kinds of clipping uh clipping issues. There's a there's a few there's a few grenade fixes. V should now automatically unequip a charged grenade when entering a safe area. That sounds that sounds pretty reasonable. I think so. Uh, uh, here, here's here's a here's another good one. Um, fixed an issue where other cars in the race in the Beast in Me city center could get teleported under certain circumstances, causing the player to drop to last place. Oh, it's the it's the blue mushroom. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh my god. I I'm 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 still scrolling. I'm still scrolling. I'm just gonna I'm gonna I, I'm gonna just do a scroll curse and stop it and then read the one I'm stopped at. So um uh, oh these are just UI issues here but fixed multiple issues related to the cyberware panel which is not good because you need to to kind of like that's your tech tree right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like and you didn't want to waste doing anything to that or whatever but here's here's one that i I really like that i just stumbled across 
Jackie no longer shouts, nice shot, when V kills out enemies while in stealth mode. <laughs> yeah, thanks for giving my position, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> well, those, 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 those one, I can't, I can't find it anymore. I found it the first time, was which was like, fix some kind of glitch during sex scenes. Yeah. There's another one. Carrie's bathrobe is no longer incorrectly attached to the lower part of his body. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if that was such a pressing issue. <laughs> they needed to put that in there. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see if uh, after Sony evaluates the game, whether or not it's still if it's deemed worthy back into uh, uh, back into the club. They have a fisk they have a console specific uh, fixes fix an issue on PlayStation 4 where items couldn't be dropped from the backpack as they would always reappear back in the inventory. Like that's the kind of bug that would just really like like that's a seriously frustrating like gameplay bug. Well, not unless it was in your favor, meaning you drop it. It actually did drop, but it's still sitting in your backpack, so you could just sit there and farm away. <laughs> oh, like it, like it would put a duplicate. A duplicate yeah, and item. you know, even if it was a piece of crap equipment, just sit there for a few hours doing it. You could probably rack up enough money to um, to pay off uh, what's his face. Uh, the uh, oh yeah, the the, the uh, Victor guy, Vic Victor, 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 yeah, Victor? yeah, yeah. We had because it was quite a bit of money that you had to farm before you'd pay off the debt right it's a it's quite a bit yeah yeah it take it take it'll take a few uh a few missions which i guess you know is the intent but yeah that would be great if you could just cheese your way through that yeah but you know this was a big one for playstation right fix multiple issues with random game freezes yeah that was thanks huge. for the thanks for the qui-gon Jin answer there <laughs> fix an I issue where things. v could fall down the elevator shaft I never. Why is it the elevator shaft? Is there one? Ele I guess I guess it's the elevator at, at your at your apartment or whatever. I didn't. I don't know. I, that never <laughs> happened to me. But me, me, me neither. Uh, it's an issue in PS4 where whereby corpses with head dismembered could glitch out. Oh, That'd be on. disturbing. Yeah. But I want to see the severed heads because I used I used the katana all the time. It was like probably whether rightly or wrongly, it was probably the most powerful weapon that I had in my arsenal. <laughs> Larry, do you, do you want to know what my favorite thing is, though? At what? the very end of this 8000 word patch notes, it says, and many more. How is that supposed to make me feel uh, good about this? And many more. I can't believe they actually wrote that down in the in the. I didn't even notice it until you mentioned it. I, I didn't even because I think I think my eyes just kind of thought, oh, end of the technical release notes, and this is just you know, oh, hey, join, add a comment, whatever. But I didn't realize and many more. Oh my. <laughs> like like this doesn't cover it there's not there's there's not there's just more there's many more many so more. what you're saying is that this this this, this article could be ten thousand words long <laughs> oh that's hilarious that was so funny oh poor cyber it kind of makes me want to play it now <laughs> with all these well no you're right i i, I want to play it so that i can prove that i can't fall into the elevator shaft or park yeah. Too close to the wall, and yeah, I want to see the improvements to carry his bathrobe. 
Oh my. So, uh, Curtis, are you, are you playing anything interesting right now? You know what I've been playing and, 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 um, I'm kind of surprised I'm, I'm playing it, but, uh, I got nostalgic for whatever reason for Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. And oh, then, right on. Yeah. And then I saw that they, I just happened to go onto the switch store and they were selling, uh, the, uh, original trilogy sort of in one package discounted. Mm -hmm. So I bought it. So I've played through Ace Attorney and I'm starting the uh, next one, which is, is that one justice for all? Or is it the, uh... but anyway, yeah. So I've been playing some Ace Attorney. The thing I like about it is that it requires, you know, very little of, of, you know, you don't, it requires very little of your, your Twitch capacity. So, you know, you can just, you know, take it easy and, sort of sort of play it well you can play it while you're doing other things or you can you can uh you know it's kind of nice it's kind of nice to play maybe uh before bed rather than like something that's going to get you all ratcheted up yep yep i um i played i played the first one originally on the ds Mm -hmm. um i remember enjoying it Uh, oh yeah that's it and uh, um and one of the first kind of rhythm games also came out during that same time. Electric Beat Agents. Remember that one? Yeah, that was great. I love that game. The, I loved the, it. The music so was so much. good. And well, wait, sorry? The music was so good. And then also the animation to go along with the music, which had nothing to do with the song. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah the it, stories were so awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I loved it so much that I imported, I, I went to Play Asia and I imported the two Japanese uh, uh, Osetakete Uendan games. Mm-hmm. which which elite beat agents is uh is is uh based on yeah and, and like i love them and i love them and i you know uh i don't understand i mean i don't understand the you know i can't i can't read kanji or anything but i mean they're very simple stories so you know what's going on and they're just hilarious but uh but instead of sort of like the the, the sort of like uh so, uh, you know, guys with the pompadour, uh, secret agent guys, they're like very, very stern sort of, uh, Japanese cheerleaders and stuff. And yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. I love, I love those games. I, I guess, they, I guess they never bothered porting it over to the switch using the, uh, their, their, their controllers, I guess. Hey, eh? no, I wish they would. I, I was really hoping that there, there might be a sequel to it too, but, uh, uh, well, I, I don't see why not because you can still do the same motions. In fact, mm-hmm. you could probably do more motions versus using the pen because it was basically a series of taps and drags, right? In mm-hmm. the original DS. Mm-hmm. So, um, as I've tried the Taiko drum rhythm game, there's there's lots of different motions that you can do, right? There's the side hit, straight on, and then yeah. just speed and. You, there's there's several things you can do, so I'm I'm surprised they haven't bothered because you're right, it was like a huge, I don't know about cult hit. It was pretty mainstream hit, I would think, right? Yeah, I think it did pretty well. I don't know if it did. I don't know if the 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 English one did as well as they they would have liked, maybe. But uh, um, yeah, I, I I know a lot of people who I you were the the uh, the guy who showed it to me for the first time. I think we were eating at the Wa too, and. Uh, and and you showed me like the first, the first level, and I, and I was like, wow, this game is is hilarious. For, yeah, first you're like, what? Yeah. yeah it's the, once you get past the re, the 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 shock value of, and then you realize, wow, okay, I now get this game, and, and you know yeah. the music's good, and um, 
now you got me nostalgic for other Nintendo games that I hope one day they'll return, but I don't think it has since the Wii, which is, uh, I think I had it for DS as well, and I played the Wii version, but the DS one was still pretty pretty classic, is uh, Wario World. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the mini, the mini, the absurd mini game game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, like, um, yeah, like they'd be really quick, like draw a mustache or, you know, it's like draw a mustache or, you know, take, take the sandwich away from the bear. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love Wario World. They, they had one for the Switch called that was so kind of like they're going for the same sort of thing called one, two switch. Hmm. Um, uh, but it doesn't have the personality, uh. You know, it's like all those mini games, but you're, you know, you, you're playing against another person or whatever. And it, it was just a way to sort of introduce you to the Switch controllers and stuff. But it doesn't have it doesn't have the personality of Wario, uh, the Wario World games. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping maybe one day they'll make a they'll make a comeback for it because. Yeah, you're right. I forgot the fact that each game was. It, it was all about speed and quickly interpreting what you needed to do yeah in in the mini game before time ran out right yeah yeah well yeah those 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 games were great and the wii one was really good i think that was smooth Mm -hmm. moves wario world smooth moves yeah Yeah. that was so fun yeah like i i I, there's something about it right the simplicity of it the absurdity like because it was a it was a laugh like you most likely you were laughing so hard. That's why you failed. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it, it was had so much, so much sort of uh character to it. And uh, yeah. And then, and then there was uh like Wario had this sort of weird cast of characters that would uh <laughs> sort of like be presenting some of these, some of these games. And uh, like, there was that one sort of like little vampire girl or, you know, like, <laughs> I'm surprised that they're not in uh, uh, Smash Brothers. Yeah, I am. Any of those, any of those characters in Smash Brothers? They, you know what? They might be available because I know that some of the Elite Beat agents have been in Smash Brothers, available as stickers or like you know, like mm-hmm. like those mine. Like they might be available as um, I guess the most recent uh, Smash Brothers. They might be available as like those uh, sort of like um, you can equip them. Those sort of like buff characters that you can that you can equip um yeah i don't know I, they haven't been i mean it, i mean smash brothers has sort of now become the catch-all for you know they sort of like go outside of the nintendo um you know the like like they they, they had a uh the first uh dlc was joker from persona 5 Mm-hmm. And like that, like that's sort of like an Atlas uh, RPG that's never been on a Nintendo platform. I don't. Think. Well, it's. I, I think it slowly became like what the Simpsons were in the in the nineties, which is you know you you know you've reached a certain level of celebrity if this if you're in the Simpsons or the Simpsons draw you. Yeah, yeah. So I think in terms of the. Uh, being in the myth being in the myth and the fabric of video games if you're given a smash brothers character yeah you've seriously made it right yeah so the question is when will v become 
uh, part of the the fabric, and will he be glitchy? <laughs> or have his dong, be, or have his dong stick out that was, <laughs> necessarily? That was addressed in the last patch. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I think I think that would be his power was would be gl- to be glitchy. Like you, you try to uh, you try to hit him, and he could glitch through your uh, or teleport. Like you'd hit him and you'd just <laughs> teleport to the other side of the... And and his superpower will be driving a car that's uncontrollable. Yeah. And just start hitting things for no apparent reason. Yeah, it would be pretty random. You wouldn't really be able to control V, but you may just win through glitches or you may like, you know, lose immediately through glitches. But but I also want his buddy to say nice shot. Nice, nice shot. He's <laughs> in health mode. I remember that happening too, because like, when you're trying to, uh, you know, your first like really big sort of heist mission, and you're trying to you're trying to get out of that uh, that the, the the sort of hotel or whatever, and, and you have to stealth a lot of it. And he and he was yelling nice shot all the time. It didn't have any effect on the gameplay; like they didn't notice you still. But it was still really you're just like Jackie, shut up. <laughs> yeah don't need the running commentary uh and we don't really need the running commentary right now because we're out of time there curtis thank you again uh for this week uh so you can catch curtis and i weekly on existentialist cucumber you can find us on spotify and apple Podcasts, where you can leave a uh rating and some comments to us just like uh our friend here uh i think it was insta stan that we that, that we uh, that we got a review from so thank you so much for your review uh but in any case just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber <laughs>